This is Manya from Friendshipable, a Project BFF podcast. Along with my co-host Terry, we love talking about friendships, talking with others who think about friendships, and learning about these important relationships in our lives. If you like this content, please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash projectbff, or subscribe to the podcast via your favorite podcast app. If you have a podcast, consider hosting it on Buzzsprout. We love it. They make it so easy. And we have a link in our show notes for you. Thanks. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Friendshipable, a Project BFF podcast. Hey, Terry. Hey, Manya. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you doing today? Good, good. It started out as kind of a gray outside. It was a gray, snowy day, and now the sun's kind of coming out. So that's good. I know that is yeah. always good for the mood. Even yeah, even, even though I like, haven't been outside at all. <laughs> and even if you like the snow, which I do, uh-huh. you know, the sunshine is kind of nice. Yeah. Um, so everybody, you are joining us for episode number twenty-five of Friendshipable. Um, we're the third episode of season two. And our topic today is how to make friends, which is an incredibly broad topic. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, we've done some research and um, we're just going to riff on the topic, as you know, we like to do. (laughs) Um, So, Terry, did you read uh, that article in The Atlantic that we were talking about? I did. I did. And it was really, I mean, there's, it's got everything. It's got history. It's got... (laughs) It's got has recommendations and reminders too, but yeah, it's um it's an article that's called as you'll see in the link how to make friends according to science, um, and the the subtitle is don't dismiss humble acquaintances. So just a reminder of you know e- you know even the people that you know they're not maybe not friends but they are acquaintances are are potential friends and are people that you should also keep in your circle. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. One yeah. of the one of the facts they had in there um, that I really like that kind of connects to what you just said is that it takes fifty hours of socializing with an acquaintance before they sort of move into the casual friend um, description and then additional 40 hours. So a total of 90 hours of Uh um, socializing with someone before they become a quote unquote real friend. And it takes about 200 hours. So a little more than twice that time investment before someone is a close friend. So an acquaintance is an important person Mm -hmm. in in and of their own right, but also in the friendship pipeline, you kind of need to start out as acquaintances before you can become a friend. Right. And when I saw those numbers, I tried to imagine in my head for the friends that I have known a long time, like over how long it took to accumulate, you know, the calendar length, how long did it take to accumulate those those benchmarks that 50 hours and the extra 40 hours and come up with 200. Um, I probably helped some of it because the same group we do live together once a week on vacation. So I think that's really, (laughs) you You pack all the hours in and we condensed it all in one place. Right. Rather than, but, um, but yeah, but that's, 
it sounds like a wonderful, you know, the fact that we're not counting hours, but it sounds like a very nice progression of hours of going to, you know, when we are going to movies or having dinner or having lunch or a phone call for an hour. And I guess phone calls would, yeah, that would count in the. Yeah, that's socializing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and you think about, you know, as an adult, it can sometimes feel a little harder to make friends if you don't, mm-hmm. um, if you don't have a particular group that you hang out with or as compared to when we were in school. And if you think about grade school, high school, for those of us who were in college, some of those hours of socializing kind of just come naturally when you're in a school environment because you because are forced you together to be there. Yeah. And you are you know, getting 15 minutes at a time between classes or at lunch because you don't leave campus for mm-hmm. lunch when you're in grade school, for example. So I think, I think one of the reasons that it can feel to people that it's harder to make friends as an adult is because there isn't that natural kind of forced being together, natural forced, which those are opposite of each other. Right. Um, but that, that sort of automatic being together that you get from something like being in school together, where you build those hours without even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I wonder, though, in some cases, we've replaced that, you, yeah, you have to be there, um, of school and work, because once you yes. commit to a role or a position, you have to be there. Um, is when we, you know, decide to join a group or do something, um, when we do make a commitment, whether it's a, an external class or something you want to do personally, or decide to, to, to join a biking group or just something, things that have common interest, that's, that could be the start of those hours. Yes. Yes. You know, because you're making the decision to do it, you're being proactive about it. You don't have to be there. But right. maybe after that, then it's really all of this other um, growing a relationship and the taking going from acquaintance to friends comes into play because then you're making the decision to do it. Right. And as an adult, I think there's a little bit more of that. There's, there's yeah. less of the natural being together and more of the kind of having to decide, oh, I'm mm-hmm. going to, I'm going to spend time mm-hmm. um, with this person. And, you know, I'm just going to jump as part of this conversation to another article that we looked at, which was in Vox about um, making friends in, a, in adulthood. And I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes. But one thing I thought was really interesting, they had some um, ideas for how to build a friendship. And Mm -hmm. if we, if we bounce off the idea of it's the amount of time that you spend with somebody, one of their suggestions was, I love this. Don't be chill when it comes to making friends, tell people you like or respect or value that they're great and you want to hang out with them. And I, I think like that. literally, literally tell, yeah, I mean, maybe, yeah. you know, in the, in a not creepy way, but <laughs> I think, but I think we're not used to, um, especially for people who do have a lot of older f- friends that they've made like in school and, and mm-hmm. maybe it was particularly easy for them and maybe are finding it harder in adulthood. Um, because sometimes you do kind of have to say, Hey, I want to hang out with you or, or, you know, 
because it's as adults, we just, we aren't always paying that close of attention and we don't maybe know that the time we're spending together feels valuable to you in the same way that feels valuable to me. Um, And so, you know, maybe it doesn't have to be as, as, you know, I don't think it needs to be, Hey, please be my friend. But I think that I really like hanging out with you, or I really like that we're doing this or just some acknowledgement that you are sort of building a relationship. I, you know, and I'm probably getting caught up too much in the specifics. And you just reminded me of just like the phrase with Mr. Rogers, like, will you be my neighbor kind of thing? (laughs) Will you be my friend? But I think the way and I'm picturing um, the way that does get expressed is um, when the movie is done or the dinner is done and everybody's going to in their own directions, that's the time to say that this was fun. Let's do it again. Yes. Kind of thing. Yeah. So that's what you're talking about. Yeah. But it's not a prescribed, Oh, wait, I have something to tell you. (laughs) Right. Right. I don't think it has to be quite that, um, that blatant, although it certainly could be. Yeah. I think, I think we're just not used to that. We're not used to people in, in friendship relationships. You don't really have that that conversation where you sit down, like, like you do sometimes when you're dating is like, what does this mean? Who are we to each other? Oh yeah. You don't get therapeutic about it. Yeah. You don't typically do that in, in friendships, but there's no reason you couldn't. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, just, I can't speak for everybody, but certainly speaking for myself, you know, I think there's also a fear of making yourself vulnerable. If you don't yet know that that person is interested in, in maybe building a closer friendship. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're feeling like, you know, you want to kind of say something and that's a, that's putting oneself in a vulnerable position because you don't know how that other person feels. Um, and I think, I don't know, I know it's easy to avoid something like that because we're afraid. Um, and so I think that's kind of where they came from with this, this example of like, Mm -hmm. just don't be chill, just Mm -hmm. say, Hey, this is, this is great. I'm loving this friendship that we're developing or, or something. Yeah. Um, I say that not that I've ever, you know, I read this in the article. I I cannot say from experience that I have a lot of practice saying that directly to people. I've done it like you were saying, Terry, um, sort of by saying, Hey, I really enjoyed doing this. I would love to do it again. Yeah, it's kind of a uh, a closure closure as a wrap up to you know just saying goodbye, right? And saying goodbye and it's like yeah, let's and or you know well next time why don't we go to X Y and Z kind of thing? Yes, meaning, yes. Meaning this is fun, and yeah, yep. One of the things the article had in it too, and the the name of the article is how to make friends according to science. Mm-hmm. And the author quotes a couple of interesting things about some famous people um, and just some kind of measurements of um, or or the idea that they're measurements of acquaintances. And it said Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And they they what's what's really kind of fun is that who had quite a social job yes. <laughs> in the presidency social had maybe 22,500 acquaintances. Um, so- What? Yes. So that's what they figured out. And another measurement used was a Christmas card exchange. 
that the average person um, and in their friend group, the Christmas card exchange on average is 121 people. And I realized when I don't even need to buy more than a box and a half or two boxes of cards. Well, wait a minute. But but yes, there's an inner circle then. After a while, if I did have a whole lot of people, then my inner circle has tightened too much to maybe, and this is what, you know, it shrinks to maybe 10 to 20 key people. Yes. And and some of the Christmas card thing, though, is that, sending Christmas cards has just fallen out of fashion. That's, I don't think that suggests you may have fewer acquaintances. It's just, there's not so much that particular habit anymore. Um, True, true. Yeah. But you're right. You mentioned that 10 to 20 number. And I thought it was fascinating about the inner circle that the way they phrased it was the average American trusts only 10 to 20 people. And I think they mean that that's how they describe the inner circle. Doesn't mean you don't trust your Mm -hmm. acquaintances, but I thought that was an interesting way, like that you trust in that close, in that close friend way. I thought that was really interesting. Well, it's also, it's the, you would hope that you would find those individuals that you trust in a way of you trust them with your friendship and you trust them with your interests and you trust them yes. with your your heart in the friendship. So yeah, so I could, yep. I could well, see one of the one of the things um, that they talk about in the article is self disclosure makes us more likable. So when you share something about yourself, I don't think it always has to be your deepest darkest feelings, but when you share more about yourself, it makes us more likable. And then they, and then they also said that we tend to like people to whom we have shared or what they say is bared our souls. So yeah, it, it will make me like you more if I -hmm. feel able to share with somebody. Um, Mm -hmm. But I mean, then if you're talking about actually bearing your soul, then we are talking about a level of trust because again, feeling, putting yourself in a vulnerable position. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's called, that's growth in the friendship to start, um, you know, just like, you know, we always go back to the theme of friendships or relationships and oh, trust grows over time. And yeah. that's what allows, you know, it, more information to flow freely between people because you've exactly. learned that this individual isn't going to betray your trust, isn't going to um, mock what you're saying. You're just going to be able to be who you are with that person. Yes, That's absolutely. A friend. Absolutely. And, you know, one of, um, in the Vox article, they talk about um, that to, to build friendship. So if you, if you are listening to us and you're thinking, okay, I've met people that I want I think I could be friends with, or I'm in this club, or I know these people. One of the things they said was important is that you have to be willing to dedicate time and effort to develop these relationships. And sometimes that may mean going out of your way a little bit. So, um, you know, in the way of, um, you know, I'm tired, but everybody wants to go out on Friday night. So, you know, this Friday, I'm Mm -hmm. going to do that. And this is, you know, assuming 
um, you know, post-pandemic um, right comfort in the, in with the, the regular world. <laughs> yeah, in the in the before times and in the hopeful in future the times. Time. Um, you know, but but it's it's being able to being willing to make that time and effort. So maybe now that's being willing to do that Friday night Zoom call with people, mm -hmm. even you know, if this week in particular, I don't feel like doing it because maybe next week, the other person doesn't feel like doing it, but they do it. And, um, you know, just basically showing up when the opportunity presents itself. That's the other piece. It's, it's being open to friendship, but then as an adult to build those hours of socializing, you know, putting yourself in the position, showing up for those hours of socializing. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. So, so one, one of the things um, going back to the Atlantic article too, was um, that, you know, making friends and keeping friends, there might be a period of just disconnect that for some reason haven't been in touch in a while mm -hmm. and that reviving they they um they call them divide yeah can't talk um reviving doormat social ties that reconnection could be rewarding and mm -hmm. it can be it means that there's been a break uh, of time there's been a length of time and a lot a lot happens over the course of time so yeah. getting right back to where you uh, had been with a friend can even, you know, just the first couple of meetings is probably just, or get together or chats is just going to be about, well, what have you been doing for the past six months or whatever it is? Exactly. Um, and then start building on those. Exactly. And, you know, we're talking about making friends. We're talking about new friends. We're talking about rebuilding relationships that maybe have, mm -hmm. have, gone dormant for whatever reason. Um, but the other thing I thought was really interesting in, in the research that we were doing was also understanding, um, you know, I guess sort of the, own, the energy that you can bring to it. So I don't have energy to be friends with everybody that I've ever met. Mm -hmm. no, nobody does. And we just don't right. have, that's just not how socializing works. But um, in the research, it also talked about being getting comfortable saying no to people that you don't want to prioritize relationships with. So on the one side of the coin, you know, showing up and being there for the people that you do want to build a relationship for, but then kind of mm -hmm. setting a boundary with yourself and not spending time that you don't have to be spending if there's somebody you just don't want to prioritize because because as you know, we talk about making friends and that's great, but the fact is not everybody's going to like everybody. Mm -hmm. Not right. everybody likes me. Not everybody likes you. Mm -hmm. um, not everybody likes every one of our listeners. And um, I mean, that's super annoying if you really like the person and it turns out they don't like you, but, right. um, but, you know, I mean, we all know it individually. We know that we have people we don't like. Um, and I think it's important to kind of remember those boundaries when you're when you're out there trying to make friends, you, it's great to talk to lots of people and, mm -hmm. you know, test people out and see who you might become friends with and start building those social ties. But if somebody 
you know, doesn't float your boat, you don't have to continue down that path. Right, right. And that's something that, you know, some of those hours we talked about probably get invested in the, it first mm-hmm. before you realize that, yeah, I just don't think this is clicking. Um, you know, whether it's just a gut or there's specific things that, um, that don't work and that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's awkward if it's, if it's not something that the other person, because that in real, we don't, you know, say to one another, hi, you know, it was great really getting together for that movie or coffee or something like that. But I don't think so anymore. We don't (laughs) do that. And you know, that's when it does get a little bit awkward and sticky and we just don't, and we start ghosting people probably because it's very hard to say that of just, yeah, I'm busy or, and and maybe that's just the way we do do it. It's like, I can't make that Saturday and you can't make several, you know, you know, when gestures or invitations are made, you just like, can't make it. You know, I read something a while ago about, about making new friends and it was, mm-hmm. um, uh, sort of the topic was how many times should I reach out to somebody to, to see if this is a friendship and this is not an exact science. And, and I can't even remember the article that I read it in, but it was basically like, okay, let's, you know, it's a new friend. You reach out four, five six times that person should say yes to you two, three times, you know, or, or they should reach out at least one time in there. Like you should start to feel that there, there's some reciprocity there. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it isn't really ghosting if you keep reaching out to me and I'm just not available and say, thank you, but I'm, I can't do that. So that's no, but just, that's being polite about right because you don't have to right. say, "Hey, please stop emailing me. I don't like you." Don't, you can just lose say, "My number." <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. That's a different conversation. That's a exactly totally different topic. Um, <laughs> but you know, you can you can reach out and uh, or you can't if somebody's reaching out to you and it just doesn't feel right. You don't have to make a big mm-hmm. deal about it. Just be busy, and if after you know, if they continue, then perhaps you have to say something, but right. if after a few times it doesn't work, yeah, people get the, get the idea. And that's a very socially acceptable way to, to kind of manage that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm but sure yeah, it probably is. everybody who's listening ha- is like, can picture the, their experience with that in their heads. We've Absolutely. On both sides, on both sides, on both sides. Right? On both sides. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So in the minute or two we have left, so we started out by, you know, ha- making friends. Um, what other, what final things or thoughts would you have about that? I mean, we really kind of covered a gamut, but what are some, we talked about acquaintances and then developing that into friendship and making sure we reconnect with people we haven't seen in a while. Yeah. You know, um, making friends is trial and error. And mm-hmm. what I really liked was something in one of the articles that I'm just, I'm just going to read it because it's so important. I don't even need to interpret it. Um, The academic literature is clear. Longing for closeness and connection is pervasive. 
-hmm. which suggests that most of us are stumbling through the world, pining for companionship that could be easily provided by the lonesome stumblers all around us. (laughs) So that everybody I passed on this handful of people I passed in my comings and goings today, there are stumblers in there. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've been that person. I've definitely been that. Yep. So, yep. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is, you know, the how to make friends, like so many topics about friendships and relationships, on one level, it's super easy. We can say, hey, here are some steps you should take. But oh. in practice, in it's, practice and it doing is, it, yeah. It's not necessarily um, an easy thing to do. So, um, hopefully, you guys found this content helpful. And like we said, we're linking in the show notes to these articles. So they've got some, some Mm -hmm. clever um, suggestions for building friendships. And hopefully that's helpful. Hopefully it will be. Hopefully you see something that's useful in there and you see yourselves in it. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So bye everybody. We will see you on our next episode. Bye. Thank you.